Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Welcome to Locked On Eagles, your daily source for the best Philadelphia Eagles news and analysis. I'm your host, Benjamin Solak of NDT Scouting and Bleeding Green Nation. You can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin Solak, that's S-O-L-A-K. My usual co-host, Michael Kiss, will not be joining me for this Wednesday episode of Locked On Eagles. I know you all are very thankful that it's just me this time. Don't tell Mike that I said that. But I am very fortunate. Uh, Happy Wednesday. That is the Locked On Network crossover day. And so I'm joined by Art State. Stapleton of the record and NorthJersey.com. He uh, he's the host of Locked On Giants. All right, say hello to everybody. Did I miss any of your spots? I know you do a lot of stuff. Uh, no, you you uh, you hit on it, Ben, and uh, it's good to be uh, as a part of Locked On Eagles. And hopefully, even though it says Locked On Giants, no throwing things at the computer while you're listening to the podcast. I, I'm I'm gonna tame. I'm I'm not uh, I'm not gonna start bashing the Eagles on the podcast, but I appreciate you uh you have me on. Looking forward to this. Uh it's a great thing to to do every week with the Lockdown Podcast Network. So excited about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Art, because I uh when we did our our predictions for the season, I predicted a Cowboys victory for the division, and so you can't do much worse than I've already done. They already dislike me more than they dislike you, so you're fine. I gotcha. We're good. Either way, Eagles-Giants coming up on Sunday, uh, primetime game, or not primetime, but the 1 one o'clock game on Fox, got Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, it should be a fun one. Uh, The Giants are coming in 0-2, and it's been a struggle to generate some offense for the Giants if you've been watching the games. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr., star wide receiver, has been out uh, for one of those contests, and then for week two against the Lions, he seemed to be limited. He only took a certain number of snaps, and so... Thinking about, you know, that number one dynamic weapon for the Giants. Obviously, he's given Eagles fits over the years. Uh, What's Odell's status coming into Sunday as far as we know right now? And then just, you know, once Odell comes back healthy, do you, is is the thought around the building that he'll really be able to resurrect this offense? You know, I don't know necessarily if he can be hailed as a savior uh, once he's back at 100%. Uh, I could say that they expect to have him in practice this week, which is, you know, it'll be the first time he's really a full participant in practice since August 21st, which is when he suffered the low-grade high ankle sprain. Um, I think what they tried to do on Monday is they obviously needed him on the field. They wanted him to play, uh, but they also kept him on a little bit of a snap count because he didn't participate in practice. I do think some of that, uh, is scripted what they did on the offensive side of the ball. So early on, they didn't want to necessarily include him. And then at a game time decision, he doesn't get the doesn't get the medical green light. And now all of a sudden, you're scrambling because you need to put another guy into that spot. Uh, but you know, he caught four or five targets. Uh, you know, looked pretty good at times. Was not the explosive weapon that people have expected. Uh, but I do think he's closer to 100. percent will continue to get treatment, and I think on Sunday at 1 uh, at the link, uh, I think Odell will be as close to 100% as he can possibly be. Uh, but look, the, the, the problems on this offense go deeper than just one player. 
Uh, so uh, I, I'm not sure right away that uh, that this team is going to come out and all of a sudden open it up and, and score at will. Uh, I don't expect that. Right. Well, I got bad news for you, Art. This is an Eagles podcast, so I'm going to have to ask you to talk a little bit more about those problems on offense. Uh, just simply from a perspective of a guy who's been with the team all offseason, what seems to be the issue? Giants, you know, didn't have too much trouble scoring points last year, got a little bit rough by the end of the season. And, you know, Ben McAdoo's brought in, heralded as an offensive coach. So from your perspective, what's the big problem with this offense early in the season? Uh, well, I mean, if I could do that, maybe I'd be the head coach of the team. <laughs> I, I, you know, eight games now in which they failed to score 20 points. I think part of last season they realized how good their defense was and they played to that strength. Uh, I think what should concern Giants fans and obviously make Eagles fans kind of lick their chops getting ready for this weekend is that the Giants have had strength on strength the first two weeks of the season. Their strength is their defensive front going against uh, pretty good offensive lines. I mean, the Detroit Lions were okay, but you didn't feel like the strength of the Detroit Lions or the Dallas Cowboys was their defensive front. So you Mm -hmm. thought that their offensive line was going to be able to survive. This is a situation where the strength of this Eagles team goes directly against the Giants' greatest weakness, and that's the offensive line. And I think uh, from a Giants perspective, that is the most concerning aspect of this week is that even if you get Odell back, even if you get into an offensive rhythm, uh, they've scored four touchdowns in the last five trips to the link, the Giants have. Yeah. That goes back to 2012 when they were defending Super Bowl champions. So this is not a place where you know, I coined it the big blue house of horrors. <laughs> that, that's what the Giants are dealing with as they head out on a turnpike and head down to Philly. All right. Well, we're glad to hear about the big blue house of horrors. We take our link very seriously in Philly, so that's good news for us. <laughs> Talking a little bit more about that offensive line and some other injuries as well. Um, I know watching the Lions game that uh, starting right tackle Bobby Hart went down for a little bit. I know backup DJ Fluker has been injured for a while. And then obviously two big uh, key pieces missing on defense against the Lions in the middle linebacker, B.J. Goodson, and then your star corner, uh, Janoris Jenkins, who's one of the best in the league as far as, you know, cornerback play and erasing that number one wide receiver goes. And so talking a little bit more, what can we expect out of those guys? Is that offensive line going to be even more patchwork than it already is coming into Sunday? Well, we'll take the defensive guys first. I think uh, all indication coming out of Monday night is that it was a one-week thing for Janoris Jenkins and B.J. Goodson. So I would expect to see them back on the field. As far as the offensive line goes, I I think it's a patchwork situation. But considering how they were playing as a group, uh, any changes at this point uh, may improve the situation. I I don't think Hart will be on the field. I think the Giants will pick up where they left off in the Detroit game. Uh, Justin Pugh, uh, Philly guy. Uh, you know, he said it numerous times, loves Philly, hates the Eagles at this point. I guess that's what he's uh, paid to say. He'll kick out to right tackle. He's had his struggles down in Philly. Uh, his first game down in Philly was a disaster as a rookie. Uh, but then when you look at left tackle for the Giants, Eric Flowers, Ben McAdoo has said he will absolutely still be the starter that's kind of riled up the Giants fan base and should make the Eagles very happy. Uh, he gave up three sacks to Ziggy Ansah, uh, four 
uh, so far this season allowed by Eric Flowers. So uh, I think the Giants will be patchwork, but I think uh, at this point, you know, it's not like you're you're putting a couple all pros on the bench and, and all of a sudden these guys are going to have to pick up the pieces. So we'll see uh, we'll see how they factor. But this offensive line is going to be challenged uh, by this Eagles defensive front. There's no question. All right, our, I've got another question, but first. Buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated, but there is a better, easier, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest way to get tickets to live events. Uh, With the SeatGeek seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. There's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. Look, I've got the SeatGeek app on my phone. It is by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. I actually just used SeatGeek to buy tickets to a Western Michigan game coming up this fall. It's designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. It saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites and comparing prices to find the best deals, and to get you the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. But listen, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. If you make it your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, you'll be able to go to sports and concerts, comedy and theater, all of them that you'd like. And listen, best of all, Locked On Eagles listeners will get $20 off of their first SeatGeek purchase. All you've got to do is download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LONFL today. So if you want to buy tickets for a concert, for for sports, for anything, download the SeatGeek app now and use the promo code LONFL for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. So Art, let me ask you this. Uh, Mike and I are both big draft guys. We love to follow the draft throughout the year. And uh, we both had a soft spot in our heart for Evan Ingram, the tight end out of Ole Miss that the Giants took there in the first round. He's a good football player. And I know he's been slowly you know, integrating into the Giants system. Uh, he's a versatile dude. He can line up in a bunch of places and do a bunch of things. And so kind of, you know, what have you seen as far as how the Giants have deployed Ingram in the first couple weeks of the season? And then do you envision that his role will kind of grow and grow over time? Because the Eagles defense has always been susceptible to tight ends. Travis Kelsey saw a lot of success against them last week. So, you know, Ingram playing well could be a big thing for the Giants. Yeah, Ingram had a pretty good game against uh, the Lions. He caught his first career touchdown, also got his first career unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for his little, uh, I don't know if it was Elvis tribute or a tribute to Michael Jackson, but his hand got a little bit too co- too close to his uh to below the waist, we'll just say that, and that's where the yeah. flag came from. So uh, Ben McAdoo obviously not happy about that, but Ingram's gr- role is going to continue to grow on this team, especially with Odell Beckham Jr. getting back healthy. Uh, I think at this point he's their number two option behind Beckham uh, just because of the matchups that he can create. He's done everything as a receiver that has really been advertised, and I think he's been uh, – He's been pretty good as a blocker as well, uh, underrated in that aspect. He's not going to be a heavy hitter out there punching holes through uh, through defenses, but I do expect Ingram to continue to uh, improve and, and be a factor. So it's interesting you say that the Eagles have had a hard time covering tight ends because I do believe that, that Ingram could be a solid weapon, especially if defenses start now sending coverage to Odell Beckham Jr. again. I mean, there were times where there were three defenders 
on Beckham Monday night. Uh, mm-hmm. even, and, and we knew he was maybe 75, 80% at best. Uh, so teams are obviously not going to give the Giants the benefit of the doubt. They are going to smother as much as they can number 13 and force everyone else to beat him. I think that opportunity is there for Evan Ingram going forward. All right. Now, we're only two weeks in, so I hate the fact that I'm even asking this because the NFL is a league of, of overreactions. We're always ahead of ourselves. But there's already, you know, little murmurings about a hot seat and Ben McAdoo. You know, it's, it's not been a pretty start for the head coach. Obviously, you know, a playoff berth last season, but just being around the building, do you get the sense that if things in New York kind of continue on this, on this path that's been set, that McAdoo may be on the chopping block by the end of the season? You know, I, I'm not willing to put him on the hot seat just yet in terms of losing his job, but I do think that ownership uh, probably feels a little urgency to, to see something from McAdoo this week in terms of, you know, he gave that that old uh, cliched line of, you know, what's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting mm-hmm. results to change. You know, there's pressure in New York here for for McAdoo to give up the play-calling duties to offensive coordinator Mike Sullivan, kind of become more of a global coach to be able to focus a little bit more on, on everything on the sideline. Uh, this offense is his baby as much as Ben McAdoo wants to say it's our offense, not his offense. Uh, I do believe that um, they need to see something offensively. He's got to fix it. He was brought here as an offensive guru under Tom Coughlin, uh, and the offense performed well when everyone thought it was broken. Uh, now the offense looks broken again. I mean, there are two teams in the league who have scored uh, less points than the Giants, uh, and those are the Bengals and the 49ers, and both of those teams are winless too. So mm-hmm. this is a team mired in an offensive slump. It's now going on 19 games uh, that they've struggled. Uh, I definitely think that, that McAdoo will feel the pressure to uh, to get this thing turned around and turned around quick. All righty then. Well, last one for you then, Art. Uh, you know, just you know, filling in the blank. Giants obviously coming into Philadelphia as a bit of an underdog. Uh, in order to win this football game, Giants have got to do what? Score. They got to score. <laughs> yeah, I, I score think more they, than the other guys, right? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, not as cliche as that, but look, if you go into a game as a defense against an Eagles team that is better offensively this year than they were last year. And the Giants can't be expected to go into a game saying, you know what, we're only going to give up a touchdown. Uh, So this team has only scored one touchdown in two games. You can't win in this league consistently if you're not going to put points on the board. So I think they need to take care of the football, and I think they need to score. They need to put some pressure on this Eagles defense because if they don't, I think it'll be a party in the backfield and Eli Manning's health will be called into question because I, I just, you know, they're the only team in the league, Benton, that has not rushed for 100 yards. And that's not a 100-yard rusher. That's 100 yards on the season. Cool. So I know there are a lot of questions about the Eagles running game, but the Giants running game has been non-existent. So mm-hmm. get get some momentum on your side. Run the football a little bit. Keep the Eagles uh, from pinning their ears back and coming after your quarterback and then get in the end zone. Score some points. Give this defense an opportunity to kind of go after Carson Wentz a little bit because I don't think they can win any other way.
All right, Art. Well, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate your insight. Again, that was Locked On Giants host Art Stapleton of The Record and of NorthJersey.com. I mean, thank you so much again for coming on. We really appreciate it. Obviously, I'll be doing a bit on Locked On Giants, and so you can go over there to listen to to that as well. But Art, thank you so much for coming on, my man. Thanks a lot, Ben. Appreciate it. All right, and if you want to keep on following this Eagles-Giants impending matchup, you better keep it locked on here on Locked On Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.